Happy new podcast day. It's the Life of an Average Show podcast. I am Brandon Navera, and today's episode could be could be earth-shattering. I mean, by that I mean I think I'm about to make a lot of people upset, <laughs> which wouldn't be the first time in my life, and definitely not the last. But I have a topic that I want to get to in just a moment. At first, I got to do all these shameless little plugs on where you can find me and what's happening. Look, just go to the life of an average Joe All the links are there for everything that I do on every platform. You will be able to find this show as well as trash talk, my wisdom sessions, uh, TikTok, everything that you need is on the life of an average Joe There I'm done. I'm getting into the meat of this because this really could be a multiple episode show. And I think it's going to. I think right now in my creative mind, I've just made it that way. And I'm going to do this side. It's going to be like two sides of the coin. Look, if you guys haven't figured it out now, I love entertainment on every, on every avenue. From music to books, comic books to TV shows, documentaries. I mean, look, all these things are part of my life. And we do that. We, we dive into these different avenues of shows and different avenues of, you know, entertainment to escape from this reality. And, and that's not always a bad thing. Even if it's a good reality that we live in, we got to escape from it once in a while. Right now, there's a lot of crap going on. Let's be real. Since like 2017, I feel like we've just been dealing with chaos um, and I mean that if you go back and look at history, but if you really look at the last couple of years, we've had a lot of crap. So you got to escape. And one of those escapes is television. Now, granted, television has changed huge, dramatically, massively compared to what it was when I was growing up, compared to the days of the big networks and cable television, all that streaming for the first time recently has taken over viewership from regular television. Isn't that hard to believe? Because I'm, I mean, I guess there's a lot of old people out there that still watch television that don't understand streaming, but there's nothing on television. There's nothing on TV. But yet for the first time, it has dominated. It's dominated the television viewership, which I got to get the actual numbers on that because I'm very curious as to how it took that long. I'm blown away by that. Guys, if you hear uh, Fast and the Furious in the background, I'm working on my new little corner studio. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Uh, I've got some of the stuff together, but for some reason, there's a guy down the street. There's always a guy down the street. There's always a guy down the street that thinks he's Vin Diesel and he wants to let everybody know it. And I got to tell you, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Look, if that's what you want to do if you're into cars and you think you're part of the family, and you want to drag race through downtown Frisco and get pulled over, fine. But you got to just sit there and rev it up so everybody can hear it? Like, I just don't get it. Oh, it's so frustrating. Make me take a drink of my water on that one. But today I'm talking about television. And I'm talking about what I consider to be overrated shows. Now, again, just like when I talked about the movies overrated films. This list can go on and on because it's really all my opinion. You know, this, this isn't based off facts. This isn't based off, 
you know, scientific proof that these shows suck. It's just my opinion. And we're going to agree or we're going to disagree. I had a lot of people disagree with me on my movie one. And there's another round coming of that. Don't worry. But a lot of people are going to probably agree with me on some of these. I got to believe. So let's start off right away. The first one that comes to mind, really, there's one that that spawned this whole thing. But I'm going to wait because I think you guys can probably figure it out. I'm going to start off with Sex in the City. That was on the air from 1998 to 2004. Now, I understand, obviously, me, this dude, is not the demographic. It's not. It's not a demographic for what the show is going for. But the show, I have watched several episodes. Don't ask, okay? Every man, every guy out there has had to watch something that he doesn't want to watch. Whether he's with his girlfriend, wife, fiance, or just a girl that he's trying to sleep with. <laughs> just being honest, we've all been there. Sometimes we got to play the nice guy. Maybe your girlfriend's sick and she let her put on stuff and you're just trying to take care of her. And she happens to put on Sex in the City and you happen to want to catch whatever virus she has so that you can have a reason to go to bed. Maybe that's why you watched it. But either way, I've seen a few episodes. And I accept the fact that it's not my demographic. I get it. I'm okay with that. But that show is awful. Look, it's about three women, feminists, empowering, whatever. Whatever you want to call them. And I said feminists. I did. I don't care. I said what I said and I'm going to stick with it. In New York, living their good life, these socialites, none of which are attractive. And when it's a a show that's called Sex in the City, you assume it's going to be attractive people, right? No, it's not. Sarah Jessica Parker, I'm going to stop right there. Not attractive to this guy, none of them. And that's part of the gig. They are older women, they're trying... But nobody's buying the fact that these older women are living like the Kardashians in New York, having this lap of luxury, this lavish lifestyle, going around, sleeping around with these dudes, these dreamy-eyed dudes, and I said that for a reason. And nobody's buying it. And the show is so over-the-top and gross. I can deal with chick shows, as we call them, chick flicks, I can deal with, you know, the dramatic and the love. Dude, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that's like, must watch man stuff. That's not me. But Sex in the City is garbage. And the fact that they came out with a movie, and I, I don't know, did they come out with two movies? I'm getting like a yes. Yes? No? Maybe? Okay. We'll look that up. After the fact, years later, I think they did come out with two movies. Horrible. Yeah, it got all kinds of praise, but it had to be, for me, it had to be the timing of it. When it came on HBO and what the mood of the country was and the world was at that time. Because I don't think that that show, if you go back and do a reboot, reimagining, revisit, whatever the heck Hollywood decides to call it these days, it doesn't fly. Because nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. Overrated show. 
awful. To follow up with that list, there's one that's still on now. This show debuted in 2005. Grey's Anatomy. Okay, I can hear you guys out there in podcast land, over the sound waves and the airwaves. I can hear you rolling your eyes and saying, Brandon, you're picking quote-unquote girl shows. First off, I don't like to call it that. I know there's guys out there that watch this. I know. I don't know why, but we like what we like. This show is still on the air. So Grey's Anatomy, right? Hospital show. ABC show, it's been a juggernaut on ABC. Even though a lot of people that watch it now, and I talk to a lot of people that still watch Grey's, gotta watch Grey's. I've been watching it this long, might as well keep going. They don't even like it now. They talk about how it's changed and it's not as good as it used to be. And it's gotten so far-fetched and so out of the realm at what brought people into Grey's Anatomy, but they still watch it just because they're watching it. I mean, have we turned into brainwashed zombies that we just continue to watch crap even though it sucks? Well, I know this sucks, but I'm going to watch it. That's like back when the Halo series came on, which was just a garbage, steamy pile of dump that they should have canceled. Like, please don't bring back for a second season. If anybody from Paramount Plus is listening, don't bring it back. I watched five episodes, four episodes of it, and I quit. But I had people, friends of mine, oh, I'm just going to finish it out. I got to finish it out. Why? Why am I going to waste an hour out of my time to hope that this show's better when it's not going to get better? But there are people that religiously watch Grace. I know people that will go back, even though whatever season they're on, and I don't know because I don't care, that'll go back and start the series over and just stop it when it gets bad and just continue. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't even follow the storyline, though. Even if the storyline's all over the place, that doesn't follow the storyline. How could you do that? Well, I've just been watching it for years. What? No. Cancel Grey's Anatomy right now. Okay, I'll switch to another one. There's a lot of shows like comedies, like sitcoms. Like, you have a, an idea of what it's going to be. I am a huge New Girl fan. If anybody knows me, I love New Girl. It's a funny sitcom. It had its moments towards the end, but at least we got an ending out of it. Um, it got rejuvenated on Netflix. The so people discovered it. It's got a great cast. You know, Nick Miller for life. Um, I don't really like Zoe Deschanel very much anymore. She's kind of very different for her. But I don't know her as a person. I'm just saying. I love New Girl. I expect some of that slapstick, some of that funny comedy sitcom vibe. I do. Some of it's very relatable, some of it's not, some of it's outlandish, but I expect it, and it's okay. I love The Office. I love Parks and Rec. Again, both those shows had their their moments that didn't quite work out, but overall, funny show. I know there's some people that hate those shows. They don't understand them, and I get that. That's fine. Um, so with sitcoms... You, you have a different level that you're looking at when you watch something like this. One of the shows that was a huge hit, and I mean huge, from 2002 to 2015, that's a long time because nowadays, look, Netflix will cancel you in like 15 minutes. They'll put out an episode. You'll be into the second episode. Next thing you know, you get a tweet saying, oh, they just canceled it. Like the show just came out an hour ago. 
television series on regular ABC, NBC. They get canceled left and right. Although I think there's something happening nowadays where they just move them to summertime when the viewership's down anyway. And they're like, we don't care. The ratings aren't that, you know, aren't that high in the summer for these shows. So we're just going to keep them on the summertime. I mean, there's no way that The Masked Singer is still on. It's the dumbest show I've ever seen. It's so stupid. Like, when I see a commercial, I feel dumber for watching it. Like, my IQ has dropped brain cells. I might as well have smoked a bowl because I've lost a ton of brain cells from watching that commercial. But they continue with it on the summertime because they don't need a lot of ratings and they can still get that commercial revenue. But this show, 2002 to 2015... Two and a half men. Charlie Sheen. Now it's Charlie Sheen. So you're going to get that Charlie Sheen humor. And then, of course, Aston Kutcher was introduced to that show, which I think helped it. But I've tried to watch it because everybody's told me, Brandon, the humor, like, it's you. Like, you'll dig it. You'll think it's funny. I don't think it's funny. I've literally sat there and been like, what? Forget the laugh track. How has this show managed to be on that long? And people nonstop talk about Two and a Half Men. Like, it's the best show to ever. Like, it's so funny. It's unbelievable. You got to watch it. And I've tried and tried. I, I tried when Kutcher took over. Like, it's not funny. I'm not saying that if I watched however many seasons there are, that I wouldn't laugh at some point. Of course, there's got to be something that's going to make me laugh, right? I mean, I hope. But that show is not funny. And people, not, I can't tell you to this day, people will tell me, you watched Two and a Half Men, or you did, right? No. And, I, and, I look at, and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, well, why? Well, it's hilarious. It's your type of humor. And I think about the people that tell me this, and I'm like, if it's my type of humor, how come I'm not laughing? And if you're telling me that it's my type of humor, do you even know me at all? Because I think this is stupid. And and there's different levels of humor. You know, there's that dry humor like we've had on The Office and stuff. And then there's that, you know, what I call Will Ferrell humor. And then there's that classic humor of the the zingers the punchlines you know i was a big fan of uh kings and queens or king of queens is that what it's called kings of queen yeah i'm king of queens that's it with uh leah remini and um whatever that big dude is from uh well he's not big anymore uh whatever that guy's name is i can't kevin is it kevin something i don't know who cares paul blart but I was a big fan of that show. I really was. And that's that kind of slap, not slapstick, that's that traditional TGIF style sitcom. And it's funny to me. I mean, look, Jerry Seinfeld's dad's hilarious in it. You know, it's a spinoff of Everybody Loves Raymond, which I actually liked Everybody Loves Raymond. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I did not like his wife. I think that she belittles him all the time. And I think she's a horrible horrible individual Um, because it's not funny she literally belittles him the whole time is all about her emasculating him like I'm just going to call it that's just she's toxic but 
The spinoff, I thought it was funny, and I love how they would cross-mogenate the shows. I thought it was great. But I did not like Two and a Half Men, and that is that kind of style of sitcom. Another sitcom. (laughs) Here we go, guys. I'm on a roll. By the way, I want to hear from you guys, so don't forget to leave your comments on the Life of an Average Joe Podcast.com or any of the social media outlets, or you can email me, Life of an Average Joe Podcast at gmail.com. Because I want to hear your shows. I want to hear the shows that you think are underrated or overrated, I'm sorry, and shows that maybe you agree or disagree with. Because here's another one, which I, by the way, I did not know that this started in 1989. I didn't know this until right before I came on that this was a 1989 show. 1989 to 98. Jerry Seinfeld. The Seinfeld Show. Or just Seinfeld. I can't stand anybody on that show. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld's funny. I think Kramer's annoying. Well, of course, he got canceled. He canceled himself. The one dude with the glasses, whatever his name is. Now, that's not true. Because there's a couple of guests on there that have been funny. But anyway, Lane or Elaine, whatever her name is. I cannot stand her. I cannot, let me repeat that. Cannot stand her. The fact that she's in the MCU, I don't find it funny. Again, some of the people that have come on there have been in situations that are funny. But when I see references to Seinfeld or Seinfeld trivia or Seinfeld t-shirts or coffee mugs, I hate it. I've never sat there and watched an entire episode by choice. I forced myself years later to go back and say, okay, Brandon, let's give this a shot because maybe we're wrong. I'm not wrong. I cannot stand Seinfeld. And matter of fact, I've seen Jerry Seinfeld and other stuff. I watch a show called uh, Coffee and Cars or something like that on Netflix. And he basically takes a car and picks up a famous person. They go for a ride. Could be his car. Could be a rented car. Could be their car. And they go have a cup of coffee and just talk. And I think that's a great show. I can't stand him really on that. But he is just kind of being a normal guy. He's not doing his shtick. He's not doing his stand-up. He's not doing much stuff from the Seinfeld show. I don't think he's a funny dude. I just don't think his style of humor is funny at all. But I like that because it's more of like an, an entertaining concept. You know, I like that idea. You're seeing these people in a different element. And the idea of just sitting down and having a cup of coffee and filming it is really what I think is great. Um, it's something that I would do. Let's just go to a different coffee shop around the world and meet people and talk. That's what I would do. Famous or not famous. And, and again, he's not portraying that comedian aspect, the stand-up or the show. I'm not saying he's not being himself, but I've watched Seinfeld and it's cringe for me. It's not about it coming out at a different time. It's not about that it came out in you know the late 80s, early 90s. That has nothing to do with it. Because there are shows that came out back then that I like. And I do understand that some shows age better than others. I get that. But the fact that people have still fallen in love with this, and, and mind you, a lot of new people 
I mean, the streaming services have given life to these shows over and over again. And Seinfeld was huge. It was huge back then, but it was huge when it hit the streaming services because so many people discovered it for the first time. I mean, not every one of these people were even born or even old enough to understand Seinfeld. I unfortunately was. And it is horrible. When you think of some of the best comedies on television, no, it's not funny. It's just not. And you can tell me, Brandon, you're wrong a thousand times. And I'm going to tell you, okay, enjoy your Seinfeld. But one show in particular, and I'm not done yet. I'm going to take a commercial break in a minute. I got I to gotta, I gotta take a break. and I'm going to come back. But there's one show I want to talk about. A show that I actually started watching, believe it or not. When it first came out, that was Friends. You had to know I was going to talk about Friends. And this is what I think where, where it divides a lot of people, in my opinion. So when Friends came out, I remember seeing the commercial for it. I know, it's crazy, right? And it looked interesting. They were really pushing it. I just dropped my computer. <laughs> Not really, my tablet. They were really pushing it back in 94. 94 to 2004. Yeah, 30-minute show, 23 minutes of show, the rest of commercials, give or take. Virtually a cast of nobodies. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but pretty much. Courtney Cox appeared on Family Ties. She was Michael J. Fox's girlfriend in some of the later seasons. She worked at a school or something. And, and, and that's when I was first introduced to her. And I liked her on there. I actually kind of thought she was kind of cute. This is a long time ago, guys. But I, but I liked her on there. And I saw her and I was like, oh, that's a chick from, from Family Ties. And it's just the, the package that they put on television to promote this show made me interested. It used to come on Sunday nights. True story. Sunday nights was big TV back then. And everybody's home. Everybody's winding down. Everybody's getting ready to go to work the next day or school. You have people's attention for a short period of time. And I remember trying to get my parents into it. And I watched it. And they were like, yeah, and I watched the second episode. I watched basically the first season. And I thought most of it was interesting or funny or I was kind of into it. But I faded very quickly. And I don't even know if it was the entire first season, but I faded it. I tried to go back because it was still on. And everybody was talking about it. And I didn't like it. I tried to go back later and like, now mind you, I was, depending on what year, I was a freshman or a sophomore, I don't know, depending on when this was. So it wasn't like I was some kid not understanding these jokes, you know. And look, it's about a bunch of friends living together in New York, drinking coffee, you know, it's my thing, man. You know, city life, you know, all stuff I'm interested in, right? Trying to make it. Had great guests. I got to give it to friends. The guest list on the show was awesome. I mean, Bruce Willis, you know, Ben Stiller. Um, God, who else was on there? Dude from Magnum P.I. was on there, you know? I mean, just, it's nonstop, nonstop. I mean, I can keep going. Just amazing guest list. I love that. But I tried to go back multiple times and watch it. And I realized it's not funny. 
It's actually the same over and over again. And matter of fact, to me, this is a show that hasn't aged well. Yet again, when it was on Netflix, it was dominating and it captivated a group of people, a demographic that didn't know that show. I remember people watching that, you know, 13, 14, 15, even younger that would binge friends that didn't even know about it. They thought it was great. They just kind of got hooked and fell in love with it. And I'm like, this show came out in the 90s when either A, you were just born or B, you weren't born. And clearly you're not bothered by the way it's filmed or the dress or, you know, sometimes you watch something. I mean, even my son the other day, we went to watch Frankenstein. He wanted to watch Frankenstein. He, he recognized Frankenstein from probably all my Halloween stuff and from Hotel Transylvania. And I said, well, you know, there's a Frankenstein movie. He saw the DVD. I got the black and white Boris Karloff Frankenstein movie, 1935 or something. I don't know. He wanted to watch it. So we sat down to watch it. That is a black and white film. They, I mean, they, they film differently. They speak differently. It's actually kind of slow moving, even for a guy like me who appreciates and loves that genre of horror movies and that style and the classics. I mean, every Halloween I end up watching one to five of those classic universal legends, you know. They just, it's a different vibe. He got 30 minutes in, 35 minutes in, was like, Dad, this, I don't, I don't want to watch it. He didn't like it. So sometimes things don't, and, and he's young or whatever, but sometimes things don't carry over. They don't age well. And there were people out there when Friends was on Netflix, they were freaking out. I mean, it's on like 17 other stations too. But they were binging it until finally it, it left and went to HBO, uh, HBO Max. I tried to watch it then. All right, let me give this one more. Let me try. Because, you know, you hear something is so good and you hear more than, you know, more positive things than negative. You want to try it. I, it's not funny. It's not. Ross, annoying, Joey's an idiot. And, and, And it's not even a funny idiot. You know, like I don't care about Rachel and Ross. I don't care about the relationship. I don't care about any of them. Like, if you don't care about the characters, then it doesn't matter. And I got to be honest with you. I think Friends is one of the most overrated television shows. Maybe the. It might be the most overrated television show in history. And that's a bold statement. Because there's a lot of shows out there that could, that could definitely, you know, kind of fill that list. But Friends, to me, No. Again, the guest list. I mean, for a, for a show, and these weren't just like, you know, up-and-coming stars. These were big names. I mean, Bruce Willis was a big name. I mean, you had Dakota Fanning, Gabriel Union, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn. You had all kinds of people on there. And just unbelievable. I don't even know who else was on there, but uh, Adam Goldberg... Just so many people, big names on this show, but I can't do it, man. I can't. It's got to be the the worst show. Now, their story behind it, I thought was cool. Their story about how they, once it gained its popularity, because I don't think anybody expected that to like blow up the way it did. Because a lot of those sitcoms at the time, you know, they, they might be popular, they fade out, they fade in. And they weren't getting paid much. 
And I give the cast respect that they banded together and they went in and said, we all want to get paid X. I think it was like a million dollars. I really think so. And don't quote me on that. But they went in and said, we are going to get paid this together or we're not doing it anymore. They basically held the studio hostage. And I thought that was awesome because they stuck together. Because you had the studio sitting there saying, well, we're going to pay so-and-so this, so-and-so this, so-and-so that. But during the first season alone, they only made $22,000 only. They made $22,000 per episode. So they got, you know, that's $540,000 for the season. By the second season, they got $40,000 an episode. And that's pretty good. So that's $960,000 for the season. But they all went in. And they held the studio hostage. And I thought that was really cool because, as you know, the studio is going to play those games. Well, we'll pay you this. It's like when you get the, the movies. Well, we're going to pay you this, and we're going to pay you this, but we're only going to pay you this. So the fact that they banded together, probably not knowing each other really well, I mean, if at all, before that show, and said, no, you're going to pay us this, all of us, or we're not going to do it. That, I mean, personally, I think more people should do that. I think people should do that at their workplace. If, you, if you're in a, I mean, if you got an opportunity to sit there and go to your boss and say, look, there's 10 of us here. We got to get paid this or we're walking. You got to be prepared to walk. And you got to, you know, but sometimes you got to do that. But that's the one thing I can say. And there's, look, if you look at the, if you look at the friends list right now, I mean, Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston, those are the two breakout stars that have gone on to do movies and other television shows and and things like that. Jennifer Aniston probably more than Courtney Cox. And then the others have done a few things. And Joey had some pretty, you know, Joey in another show he did I thought was pretty good. You know, he was like a dad or whatever it's called. I don't remember the name of it. But that was actually kind of funny. But he wasn't really Joey. He was just kind of this normal dude. And they've done some stuff. I know Matthew Perry had some real issues um, in life. There was a couple seasons where you watch it and you're like, oh, that's when he was doing coke all the time. He was so skinny, he was bugged out. But um, that's the only thing I can say about Friends on a positive note. On the the other part, overrated show. Completely overrated. Look, I, I said what I said and I'm not taking it back. And I know I went on about that forever. But I'm going to come back from a commercial break. I got a lot more interesting ones that I'm not sure if you guys even, some of you might not even know. Uh, Some of you will. Some of them are on Netflix. Some of them are on Hulu. Some of them might surprise you. Some of them I actually started off with as a fan. Now I'm not into. I'll be back in a few minutes. All right, welcome back. We're talking about overrated television shows. And there's some, like I said, that I was a fan of. And I've got one for you right now. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I said it. It's a huge show on Hulu. I really thought that that was an interesting show. I never read the books or anything. But when it came out, I was drawn in. It was such a crazy concept and so wild to me. And I watched it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, first three seasons, four seasons, whatever. 
I got behind and I came back and I was like, watched it again. And the further it went, it lost me. It was one of those shows that to me has, and it's still, it's gone on too long. It's, I'm not saying that you should have ended it after three seasons. Because I think, I don't know, you know, I got to look it up. I don't know what season they're on right now. But I would have to go back because I don't even remember what happened. And I started to lose interest and it started to lose the focus of the show, in my opinion. Let's see, it started in 2017. And it was just such a unique show on, I almost said Netflix, oops, (laughs) on Hulu. And I was really interested because at the time, Hulu didn't have a whole lot of shows. But the idea of it and the concept, it was scary, number one. I mean, it's completely scary. You know, and there's some things now that kind of make me go, wow, uh, maybe we should. Okay, so they're on season five. Season five is going to premiere September 14th. So I must have stopped at season three. Five seasons to me is too long for the show because I think at season three, it jumped the shark. I think it lost what the show was really about. I think it lost the mystique. I think it lost, I don't know, the the realism, as funny as that sounds, the drama. I think it started to cater to the audience and cater to fans and, and maybe people that write the show. Now, I have no idea about the books. I don't know if they're a series, if there's one, if there's two. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much they're referencing the source material. My guess, and again, this is just a guess, probably not much anymore. But it became unrealistic. The idea of the show got so beyond what it started off that I was like, this is, this is just jump the shark, overrated. And I still hear people today go, Oh man, you know, have you watched Handmaid's Tale? No, it's ended already. Like they're on season five, then ended. Season six needs to be over. And I think if they ended on season six, I may go back and start over again and finish it. I might. Maybe they can pull it back. Because I've seen shows that have started to drift and then pull it back up again as they wrap up the season. I've also seen shows that have continued to go down that rabbit hole of chaos and go down that road of uncertainty and kind of feel like they're not knowing what they're doing, such as Halo or Lost, for example. Still, one of the coolest shows to ever come out on television was Lost to only turn into a big pile of steamy mess. And basically, we all knew what was happening the whole time. They went a roundabout way to tell us what we already knew, and yeah, not a good show. Not a good show. That's just, uh, that was that was disappointing. To me, that was disappointing. And I really, really wanted to like it. But Handmaid's Tale, yeah, overrated. Overrated. So let's go on to another show. And I'll tell you, you guys might, You're gonna hate me. You're gonna hate me. How I Met Your Mother. I throw How I Met Your Mother, and I like certain characters on there, mind you. I do. It went too long. 
And I throw that in the same category as Two and a Half Men. Thank God for Neil Patrick Harris. And there's some other characters on the show. And the idea of How I Met Your Mother is cool. But almost every single episode really kind of glorifies Ted's toxic behavior. And they make it look like it's some sort of romance behavior. Which, whatever. But one of the main characters I could not stand was Lily. Every time she did something and she pulled something, it infuriated me. I was angry. Like, I felt like they wrote her wrong. Because I felt like she was not meant to be viewed that way, but that's how I view her. Also, it's really stupid what they did with the final season. And the only reason I know what they did with the final season is because I had someone that watched that and I watched it with them. And I just think it's not funny. I mean, again, Neil Patrick Harris, thank God. But no, it is... There's all these little elements of the show that I felt like sometimes these characters were being portrayed in a way that they shouldn't be portrayed because the way it was written, but yet that's how they were coming across. So I'm like, this doesn't make sense, especially with Lily. And again, the final season was garbage. And it went on too long. Started off with a great premise, went on too long, and I think the characters were written bad. I really do. Or at least, maybe the actors were doing it bad. I mean, they're only working with what they're given, but not a good show. I also think <laughs> Money Heist. Have you guys watched Money Heist on Netflix? I'm sure you've seen it. I'm I'm sure you've seen it pop across the screen. It's basically the same thing over and over again. The whole premise is they set up this huge, huge, long-term heist. Big plan, Ocean's Eleven, whatever, heist. And it, it requires every single person on the team to do their part, pull themselves together, act professional, be these characters who they're supposed to be. And basically what ends up happening is you've got a bunch of morons who have zero impulse control and they're complete idiots. They, they portray these characters to be these professionals, like, we're going to do this heist. And then when it comes down to it, now they blow it by doing stupid stuff. It, and it's the same thing every time. Yet, apparently, I'm in, the, I'm in the minority here because it keeps coming back and people just keep loving it, money heist, over and over again. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. At all. Another one that you guys might not be familiar with is Suits. You guys remember that show, Suits? I just lost my voice there. So, Suits was a show about these high and mighty lawyers. And essentially, I don't want to give anything away, but they basically, every episode is, okay, we know everything, these phenomenal lawyers, this is who we are. But they keep running into these walls and they don't know what to do.
And then the two will be having a conversation about something or they'll have a conversation with somebody. And it's almost like one person says one thing and they're like, that's it. That's how we get past this. And they find their answers and they go on to the next show. It's a repetitive, boring, cheap writing office drama show that's portrayed as something very different. And yet, got a lot of positive reviews on USA Network, which doesn't say much because USA Network doesn't have a whole heck of a lot to deal with. That's in the positive. But Suits was big, huge. And literally, it almost reminds me of like, I think all those Law & Order shows are completely overrated. And this is a guy who watched SVU. (sighs) Garbage. Um, It's the same thing. It's the same thing. The same formula, the same setup. A plus B equals C, D. Next episode. That's how suits are. Oh, how are we going to get past this? I don't know. Let's go have some coffee and wine and drinks. Oh, I'm in a relationship. Let me go on a date. How are we going to figure this out? Oh, guess what? What about section 12? That's it. Section 12. How could I forget that? End of the episode. They do it again the next week. And they continue to do it over and over again. And people are like, man, Suits is a solid show on USA. Ugh. No. It's it's really not. Another streaming show that I just don't get. Downton Abbey. I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest with you. I've tried. I have tried. I don't know why I've tried. Again, I go back to people continue to say, hey man, this is a good show if you've given it a shot. And, and I like when people suggest stuff that I don't think of. Because sometimes I found some really cool gems, whether that be shows or movies or cartoons, like really cool, something awesome. Even books, like, hey, have you read this? No, never heard of it. I look it up, sounds great, buy it, boom, I'm hooked. Oh, Downton Abbey. I should have known. I should have known because my mom liked it. That should have been the dead giveaway. Like, nah, no, mom likes it. It's crap. Because I don't think we like any of the same shows. That should have been my giveaway. But I watched it, and it's really interesting because it's a ton of characters, and there's massive repetitive repetitive storylines. Each character. It's almost like they're all accused of a murder they didn't commit. They backstab each other. Love interests come in. Love interests die. It's the same. Every episode. And you have these horrible, despicable people on the show. Like Mary. Like I root against... From what I watched, I just wanted to root against her. Like episode one, you just hate Mary. It's just... I don't like it, and I don't understand why there's the same repetitive storyline with these characters and why there's so many characters. There's way too much to follow. Like, I just, no, no, I can't do it. And then they made a movie, or aren't they coming out with a movie, or they did? I don't know. I swear they had a movie, or they're coming out with another one. Just ended already, but yet people are hooked on Downton Abbey. First, I used to think it was called Downtown Abbey. <laughs> I kept on going, Downtown Abbey? What the heck is that about? And then I was like, oh, oops. I'm saying it wrong. So that 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 didn't work for me. But yet, Downtown Abbey, still there. I don't get it. I, 
I literally see it pop up and I'm like, I do not understand. What about you guys? I know you have a show that I have not mentioned that you think is one of the most overrated television shows. I have a lot. Here's another one for you. Dallas. Yeah, I said it. Dallas. Dallas is one of those overrated television shows because guess why? It's not a good show. The ending was horrible. It was just, it might as well have been Days of Our Lives, but they did it on primetime, had some big stars, and made one of the worst, dumbest endings ever. Completely overrated. I think it only got the praise that it came out during the time that it came out. That's my opinion. Because when you look at when Dallas came out in the 80s, I mean, we accepted a lot of things back then. So, And it really was a Days of Our Lives show that just happened to be on primetime with some big celebrities. And it ended really dumb. I mean, that should have been one of the most... That was like a lost ending. Like Lost, when they were writing it, should have watched Dallas and been like, bro, we can't do that. So tell me, guys, what do you think? What do you think about some overrated shows? Because I have a part two coming up very soon of what I consider to be underrated shows. Everything from streaming services, shows of the past, cartoons. I don't know if you can say documentaries are underrated. Because everybody has a different taste when it comes to a documentary. You know, what's your interest? You know, crime, music, art, history, you know, so that's not fair. But I've got some underrated shows over the years. Limited series, series, all streaming platforms. But I want to hear your overrated television. I want to know if you agree with me or if you think I'm wrong. Hopefully you disagree with me. We can get the conversation going. So make sure you comment, the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com or on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff, TikTok. Anything else I forget out there? I don't know. Email me at the Life of an Average Joe podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, I got a new shirt in mail today. Uh, not today, yesterday. I'm going to take a picture. And it's from Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. It's representing their new fall balm. Because as you know, as the seasons change and the air changes and it gets drier and all that, your skin is affected. So are your tattoos. And if you don't put on the proper care for your skin or your tattoos, you're not doing yourself any good. You can age more. And look, I've seen some of you guys out there. You guys are getting old. Your tattoos that you spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on can start to look like a tattoo that you got in prison. No offense. But if you put on this balm, it'll help you as the climate changes and the weather changes. And you can get a discount on that too by going to my website, thelifeofanaverageshowpodcast.com. But I got this shirt. It's really cool. It reminds me of Halloween, which God, I'm ready for. I saw some pumpkin spice stuff out. I think Dunkin' Donuts dropped their pumpkin spice latte. I ain't there yet. Although we did have some cooler temperatures. By cooler, I mean it wasn't 197 degrees and, you know. But it's still August, so I'm not ready yet. September 1st? Mm, I'm still not ready because Texas, September in Texas can get brutal. But if you want to have your pumpkin spice latte then, that's fine. 
I'm not ready yet. Trust the process. But your skin, your skin can start feeling it first. Trust me. Think about it. Your allergies, your nose, your sinuses, your skin can feel it as the weather changes. So if you got that tattoos, I've checked out the Lucky 13's uh, aftercare. Trust me. Great stuff. I'm not just saying this. I've used them before they sponsored me. I'd tell you if it sucks. I wouldn't tell you if it sucks, actually. Off the air, I'd tell you if it sucks. But I promise you it doesn't suck. So guys, thanks for listening. Let me rant about this. This was a fun episode to do. I just wanted to have a good time. I'll be back next week with another brand new episode of the Life of an Average Show podcast.